This is a Thunder Dog podcast. Who's going to give Kevin an award? Dunkin' Donuts. I used to say don't go there, but that's lame. You only have the budget for one office party a year. We're not paying for this. <laughs> so what's the joke? You're not perfect either. It'll be fine. I just wish people were going to be drunk. What am I going to do with this award? I don't know. That's the least of my concerns right now. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Michael Scott Give Me Social Anxiety. I'm Bradley. And I'm Evan. And welcome to this adventure of uh, the Dundies this week. Season two. Season two. Episode uno. One. Uno's. That's right. The Dundies. So we're back. Made a little bit of improvements. We'll hopefully uh, have a little more of a format, but we'll see how this yeah, goes. It's a good. little more refined. Not, yeah. not unlike The Office season two. Exactly. We get better with time. And also, so does our hair. So, Speaking of which, yeah, let's we, get back to that. Let's get back to that idea in a moment in after a moment. we uh, describe what this episode, The Dundies, is really all about. That's true. But Evan, tell me. A tweet-length kind of synopsis of this episode. What do you think? Uh, it's time for the annual Dundee Awards, an event hated by all, except Michael and Dwight. Michael's cringeworthy performance results in heckling from other Chili's patrons, but Jim and a very drunk Pam cheer him on despite how much they hate it. Hmm. What's yours? Give it to me. I was waiting for you to Give it to me now. The Dundies. This is a very aggressive episode. I know. We're angry I'm, today. I'm going to calm down. Give it to me, please. The Dundies. Everyone's favorite day, according to Michael, is not being funded by corporate, which causes turmoil for the event. Pam lives her long, Pam lives her longing fantasy from the previous episode, and sorta goes on a date with Jim. Ooh, it's Ooh. true. It's true. Yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah, we will. Yeah. So this is season two, episode one of The Office, American, obviously. Mm-hmm. Always. Always. Uh, until we get to the British one. About to say, maybe not always, but... <laughs> always for now. Let's get into it. Uh, or let's get into that idea we just segmented from. Yeah. we In season one, we harped on the hair a lot. Mm-hmm. Specifically Michael's, but also, you know, Jim's and... Kevin's and, Kevin's and Pam's. Pam's. And Dwight's hair stays the same. It all looked... Basically, in season one, it all looked very... Like, I don't know. Gross. Not gross, but Grimy. just like... It just, it didn't look professionally styled. Mm-hmm. It looked very much just like, you know, they had a shower, they combed their hair at home. To work at a paper company. Yeah, that's kind of what it seems like. I'm they showed up sure. to work at a paper company. But also, like, the actors probably just, like, showered, combed their hair, yeah. dry, whatever, yeah. and then showed up and they are like, okay, put on this set of slacks. Or yeah, whatever. here's your mustard yellow shirt, Dwight. I'd like to think Rain Wilson always... Wears mustard yellow, but yeah. I know that's not true. Yeah, I wish Rain Wilson was more like uh, Dwight, but he's I actually don't. like a really good, weird kind of guy. He's yeah. weird in a different way. Yeah, I don't think he needs to be like Dwight. Dwight is a menace to society. Yeah, yeah. Dwight should be on a watch list. But yeah, so all the hair is better this season. It seems professionally done, I guess. First thing you see, Michael's hair is not completely full, but it's definitely fuller than it was before because he's balding like right at his gosh darn forehead right in the middle also in relation to that kevin's hair is thinning on yeah. the top of his head whereas in the first season he had a bunch like a significant amount of yeah he had a bit of stray hairs across he's now yeah, has much less he had a bit of a comb over sort of deal mm-hmm. how much time do you think has passed since season finale of season one and first episode of season two that's a good question um and does the hair signify that Maybe. I mean, it definitely signifies a boost in uh, 
funding for the actual show, The Office. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. Like, it could be like a week. It could be like six months. I don't know. Yeah. And it's that's... hard to say. Um, I feel like we might get more of an indication when Katie pops back up. Mm-hmm. Which I did notice that she was not mentioned She was at not all, mentioned at all. Which is weird. But I know she does pop back up. Yeah, for sure. So I think we'll get a better indication when, like, Katie either comes up in conversation or whatever. And, like, Jim's like, we've been dating for six months. We've been dating for mm-hmm. a month. We've been on two dates or whatever. Because mm-hmm. we know the one date was that weekend. Yeah, that night. <laughs> that night. So... I feel like we don't exactly have a good indicator right now Mm -hmm. because there's no like indication of a season change like fall, winter, obviously season one to season two, there's a change. Yeah, 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 for sure. there's, There's no like weather change. Yeah. No, like, holidays that are in between or anything. There was no, no there was no holiday episodes in the first season. Eh? They didn't have time. They only yeah. had six episodes. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Like, right now, it could be three days. It could be a year and a half. I don't know. Yeah. Not that it really matters. But you're right. We will get a timeline eventually. Yeah, um, a bit better. And, like, even in between later seasons, they do talk about the differences in time and mm-hmm. things like that. Big events happen in between. Yeah, because I feel like uh, in la- between seasons and later seasons, mm-hmm. it's like they took a summer off or something. Yeah. Because, like, episode one, they come back and it's like, oh, how was your summer? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is so weird because, like, they don't get summer off. Yeah. They're not, they're not in school. Things don't change for them at the paper business. Yeah, exactly. Like, you might get more people taking vacations, mm-hmm. which might be why they didn't shoot anything because the whole crew wasn't going to be there. Yeah. I don't know. That's not something to talk about yet. We're not at that episode. Yeah. We're on season two, episode one, The Dundies. The Dundies. Did you notice the throwback to the healthcare joke? I didn't. So when he's um has his turban on, I forget what the character name is. Oh, yes. Okay, yes. But he raises the envelope to his head. <laughs> I forget what the exact things were, but the last one was the hot dog cart behind the warehouse. Yeah. And in the envelope, like his character is like a psychic kind of person because yeah. he wears a turban. And apparently that's what that means. Um, so they say, I guess. Um, and as he puts this closed envelope, he opens it up. And then as if he's predicting the future, the question inside, which he provided an answer to already was who has better, a better healthcare plan than Dunder Mifflin. Yeah. And if the hot dog stand behind the warehouse has a better healthcare plan, no good. Not, not great. But I love that little uh, little nods to continuity. Little, little throwback. Office is pretty good with uh, continuity and keeping things in line and remembering things. In this mm-hmm. episode in particular, you do see Kevin's in a relationship right now. Is he? He has a fiance. Um, yeah. Or maybe you'll find that out in later seasons. But right now he is engaged to be married, just like Pam. What the fuck? And in the Dundies, you see him sitting next to a woman. Oh, gross. Which I assume would be his uh, significant other. I guess. Especially since it makes the joke a little more embarrassing because Kevin's with a girl Mm -hmm. and his award is the... The tooties. Yeah, the smelliest palate. I wrote it. I wrote them all down. Or the don't go in after him award or something. The don't go in there after me award. Yeah, which he sadly gets and then walks back to... Yep his table with his i believe wife but i feel like uh we're we're jumping ahead what are the dundies 
You are totally correct. The Dundies are a way to show appreciation for the losers of the office who Michael says... Uh, they don't get awards often. Yeah, they don't get recognized very much. And they feel a need to um, to really recognize these amazing people that work for Michael. Though corporate does not think so because corporate is not funding this at all. No. They, get a, they have budget for one office party, which I think that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You are downsizing you're not gonna be spending a bunch of money on parties yeah on the morale boosters yeah we don't know business that much but i wonder in a business that is going downhill what are the first things to get cut employees probably true a healthcare apparently yeah um yeah so the dundies are just an award show that michael hosts no one else likes it Mm -hmm. uh dwight's fine with it because he gets to do stuff yeah for michael um, Mike, but I, Pam especially hates it. Yeah. Um, because for for a multitude of reasons, one of them being uh, Michael Michael forces her to watch every previous Dundies to look for highlights, mm-hmm. including hours of footage of Kevin's back. Yep, and hours of footage of her getting the same award, yep. which is the longest engagement award. Yeah. Um, which is. Interesting point on that. Um, Michael's not wrong when he says that that award gets funnier with time. Oh, yeah. Because it is like... But also like a little sadder as well. Yeah, for Pam. For Pam. Yeah. Um, But that, like, Michael's right. And the reason why I'm saying this is because Jim goes in, in -hmm. contrast to the previous episode where we were like, he's taking steps away from Pam. Yeah. Jim goes in being the hero that he is, manipulates Michael to not make the same joke again. Well, because Roy thinks it's actually funny. Yeah. We see footage of the last year's Dundies. I assume it's last year's. And Roy accepts the award and he's like, see you next year. Yeah. Oh, my God. Which means he has literally no intention of marrying this girl in the next 12 months. Yeah. Yeah. It's clearly not a priority at all. That's ridiculous, eh? Yeah. Man. But yeah, I just thought it was kind of funny how, in this case, Michael is kind of right. That is a joke that would get better with age because... It gets more and more ridiculous, more and more big. Yeah, when you're not emotionally invested in it. Yeah, exactly. And Jim's such a good guy. Good job. Yeah, Hero Jim's Jim. a good boy because he he goes into Michael's office and he's like, listen, it's not funny. Yeah. You're being lazy by repeating the joke. Yeah. He's a little manipulator, eh? Yeah, no, but I think, yeah, he, he's smart. Yeah, he, he, knows, sees, he sees the whole field. He sees the Matrix. Yeah. He knows how to manipulate yeah. it. He is Neo, right? He's he plays Neo. Neo in the Matrix? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so Michael or Jim like says, you're being lazy. If you reuse the joke, you got to come up with something new, Mm -hmm. which is nice because he knows how much Pam gets sad. Yeah. Is that before or after Jim? I mean, uh, Michael has his talk with Jan on the phone. I think that's after. I think that's how the episode starts. Right. Yeah. I'd say halfway through the starting kind of thing. Michael. Hides away from the camera when mm-hmm. he's on the phone with yes. Jen. Yes, yes. He, the minute Michael's talking of the Dundies, how much everybody loves it. Mm-hmm. Nobody does, obviously. He takes yep. a tour around the office being like, hey, show your Dundies, uh, Jim and Stanley. Yeah. Obviously, they don't have them because nobody cares about them. Um, and then, I, lo- I love Jim's reaction was, oh, no, I hid them because I don't want to see them. Uh, so I don't get a big ego. Yeah, don't want to get cocky. <laughs> yeah. And then, well, Dwight hangs on to them. Or Dwight puts them on uh, above his... Uh, 
Yeah, a little trophy case above his bed. Yeah, and then it's a... Uh, it's a little... I want to say TLDR, but I'm yeah. too used to saying that. It's a little... uh, TMI. Yeah, there you go. That was in this episode. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, Stanley obviously threw his out. Of course. But then after that, Michael's talking to Jan, and Jan's like, we're not funding this. We don't support this. This is a silly thing. Yep. Instantly, Michael's like, hey, camera people, like, let's uh, let's get the heck out of here. Shoes him out, closes the blinds. Yeah. Obviously, we can still hear him because he's presumably mic'd. Yeah. Um, And Michael's not having it. Michael's very upset. Yeah. I just think it's funny how, like... Well, I mean, paying for drinks for an entire office for a whole night, Mm -hmm. that would be pretty pricey. Like, you're probably talking about a grand at least. Michael's financial situation, we know, is dire. Yeah. He, he in previous episodes we know that he sleeps on a futon. Yep. He in future episodes we'll find out that his salary is not as good as it should be for it someone not, who's yeah. worked so many years at this place. Um and a lot of the situations that are social anxiety driven are Michael putting himself in a position that he doesn't have this financial support from someone else. Yeah. And the burden of paying for something goes on to him. Yep. And then that causes stress for him. And mm-hmm. then his stress causes stress for everybody else. A lot, yeah. A lot of it is him like making these magnificent plans, mm-hmm. uh, assuming the company's gonna have his back, and then the company's like, "No, we can't." Yeah, because like, his magnificent plans are bizarre and weird, and like yeah. should not be a thing that happens in a business setting. Oh yeah. So Dunder Mifflin Corporate is like, no, just yeah. no. But he's already promised all these things to everybody because he can't keep his mouth shut Mm -hmm. before he gets approval. And yeah, and he wants to be liked so much. Yeah. So now he's in the situation of, well, either I pay for it out of my pocket, which he can't, Mm -hmm. or he makes everybody split the bill, Mm -hmm. which happens at the beginning of the Dundies. Kevin orders a rather large, bright blue drink. Yeah. Kind of like a fishbowl kind of situation. But it's like a huge martini glass. Yeah. Um. And so he says, just put it on the group tab. And Michael, who's on stage holding a mic, is like, there is no group tab. Yeah, stops that real quick. Yeah. Stanley chimes in saying, you told us to bring our families. Yep. You did, like... More people to split the tab with. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so do we have anything about... Anything else about before the Dundee start? Before the Dundee start. Hmm... The hair was the first thing. The I like the uh, when Pam is watching through all the previous years, she still has a direct eye line with Jim. Yeah, like no matter what, they can always see each other. I thought they're in that Dundee's footage. It was interesting how they're like, how they were framed. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And which is like from our perspective, it's us looking at a screen yeah. at a person who's looking at a screen yeah. and looking that's like double framing issues. But like, but yeah, the fra- they're framed super interestingly, right? Like, yeah, the framing of when Pam wins longest engagement. engagement. Mm-hmm. Um, even though Roy goes up on stage to get it, the camera. Not not the documentary camera, the camera filming the Dundies, mm-hmm. uh, which we're watching on a TV, um, frames it to have Jim and Pam like kind of facing back to back. So Pam's yeah. on the left, Jim's on the right, but they're facing. They're away. They're from tur- the they're 
tilted away from and each they other. both yeah. look very uncomfortable yeah exactly like as they talk to you can see that roy's in the shot with yeah Pam, but you can't see who jim's talking to yeah but he's like, like roy even though he's the one talking is not in focus yeah yeah and like his head's cut off or something yeah or like it's half of him yeah yeah so like but the focus is on jim and pam yeah 100%. it's like it's a perfect triangle of jim pam and michael up top yeah which and then is dwight's sort interesting of um I wonder if that's intentional for whoever was holding the camera. Because it was a handheld shot. Which is weird. Because every other shot that we saw was on a tripod. Right? In but that footage of the Dundies? Of, in the footage of the Dundies, it was on a tripod. Like, it was just yeah, a yeah, yeah, shot. yeah. But when Jim... It, when it, it, like, moved to focus on Jim and Pam. Because it was, like, on Pam. Mm-hmm. And then it, like, panned right to include Jim. I think if I if I remember correctly, I can't support that one. Which I thought it was just a static shot. I thought it was like a camera resting on a table, pointing oh, at. Oh, it might have been, but I feel like I feel like there was some camera movement to include Jim, and I'm like, oh, that's weird. Like, yeah, it like is. Like whoever who's holding the camera that would. Like no one necessarily knows. I don't think. Yeah, no, I don't think anyone does. Because I, so, I don't think Pam does fully. Yeah, I think Pam. Un- subconsciously knows it. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I think it's an interesting shot that, like, just kind of shows, like, where the allegiances lie. Mm-hmm. For sure. Or it's, there's a reason like, why it was framed We're like literally that. talking about Pam and Roy being together and getting married event- eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, but the focus is Jim and Pam, and they both hate the idea of being engaged, basically. Yeah. It might be a little bit of foreshadowing. To be yeah. honest, because you see them with their backs slightly tilted away from each other. Mm-hmm. You see that Pam is with Roy, obviously, yeah. and Roy's like sitting there chatting, and Jim's not with Pam at separate tables, as clearly illustrated. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the point. It's that it's clearly illustrated that they're not together during this event. And then skipping forward to the Dundies, if I may. It, uh, you may. Uh, I will allow yeah. it. Yeah, permission. Uh, permission granted. As God Emperor of this podcast, yeah. I allow it. <laughs> um, it. At the Dundies, you see that Roy just gets up and leaves. Oh, yeah. Him and... Uh, him, Daryl? Daryl. Him and Daryl just get up and leave. And so so Pam's kind of in with that because... Yeah. As we've know, seen in Roy's previous episodes right. when Roy wants to go home and not hang out, not go for drinks with the uh, office crew... Like, they, they just drive like, to work together. Yeah. So if Roy leaves, Pam leaves. Yeah. But even Roy is just, like, being and, a dickish kind of person. Yeah. Being like, Pam, let's get going. We're leaving yeah. now. Um, for the first time, Pam stands up to it and yeah. says no. We don't get, like, a good shot of it, but we get the audio of it. And, yeah. And I'm like, fuck yes. Yeah. It's it's defiance. And, and it's, like, not even – she isn't even drunk yet. Because, like, she gets really drunk later in the episode. Yeah, exactly. And she's like, clear-minded. She yeah. knows what she's but, doing. Yeah, so she's like, no, fuck you. I want to stay and hang out with my friends. Yeah. And connecting back to that previous episode, just the like the last episode, see the season's finale, Pam's longingly looks at Jim when mm-hmm. they drive away. I feel like this is Pam acting on those thoughts and feelings that she had, which yeah. is why I wonder what the timeline is between these things, because clearly she goes back and sits with Jim which is a difference from years past because of the Dundies footage. Who was Jim sitting with before? Ryan. And then Ryan was at a different table. Like, he was way in the back because when we see him when hottest in the office, he's sitting way at the fucking back. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah, you don't, like... Don't we don't know, see do you, him move. But yeah. Do you mingle at these events? I don't know. They all seem to be just sitting at cocktail tables. Well, yeah. Like, 
Because when Pam and Roy get up to leave, Ryan turns to Jim being like, are you leaving? Um, or are you still eating here or whatever? And Jim's like, yeah, mm-hmm. I got to eat somewhere kind of thing and orders food. And then by the time Pam comes back, Jim has Jim, his food already. And Jim's sitting alone. Yeah. So Ryan must have just got up and left at that point. Maybe he's sitting with Kelly. Yeah. Maybe. A little foreshadowing. Ooh, hello, hello. I don't think he was, though. No, I don't think so. Yeah. I can't remember who he was sitting with. Not specifically. Yeah. But he was, he did move. That might just be yeah. a continuity error. No, no, he for um, sure moved. Or maybe just like you mingle. Yeah. Do you mingle? Like, I don't know. Probably. I, I mean, feel like if anyone's mingling there, it's the singles who don't have families. Yeah. Um. So Jim and Ryan. Maybe yeah. Meredith. <laughs> I doubt Meredith brought her kid to the Dundies. No. Yeah. With the face tattoo? Yeah. Not yet. Not yet. Oh, my God. Oh, we didn't even talk about the thing that was written in the ladies' room. Oh, yeah. Which what? we never find out. No, we don't find out. Um, Something mean about... What's Michael. the point of that? Um, Is there? Do you feel like I, th- I think... Yes. I think there's a point to it. Okay. Explain. Um, so, we're getting a little water cooler conversation between Phyllis, Pam, and Kelly. Yep. Three ladies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dwight barges in like, what are you guys talking about? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, someone wrote something mean about Michael in the ladies' room. Um, and obviously there's the Dwight trying to enter the ladies' room and trying to revoke their right to a bathroom because they've... Apparently a bath- Michael in it. Apparently a bathroom is a privilege, so now you've lost your right, so we're going to have two men's rooms. Yeah, says but, the white male. Yeah. <laughs> But at the end of the episode, when Jim is driving Pam home, or is it, are they in the parking lot? I don't remember. They're in the parking lot. Um, um, Pam says, I feel bad about what I wrote about Michael mm-hmm. in the bathroom. So it's like, Pam is lashing out against Michael. Mm. So she lashes out against Roy and Michael in the same episode. And we haven't covered this yet, but she also kisses Jim. So she's really taking her... I don't think the kissing Jim was on purpose. No, no, no. no. I, think... I don't think so. But I think I think it was a drunken, like, Freudian slip, basically. Yeah, I agree with that. Like I a think physical it was, uh, Freudian slip. It's her body wanted to do it more yeah. than her minded kind of thing. It was more instinct than, yeah. than like, I'm going to do this. Yeah. I love Jim. That's interesting. But she's lashing out against the people that are doing her wrong, and she is being is romantic with the boy she likes i wonder is the does she watch the footage of the dundies before or after that water cooler talk Ooh, i have to believe that it's after now maybe it's before but if it's after maybe that signifies that pam viewed all these years of footages, Michael records every single year of the Dundies. He sure does. We, di- we didn't get an indication of how many, but he's been the manager for four years. So yeah. at least four, Yeah, I would assume. Four years of getting the same award. Yeah. And I'm sure Pam doesn't appreciate that <laughs> or the joke getting funnier and funnier, right? Yeah. No, not at all. Uh, so maybe that is her lashing out in that way, as you said, which mm. would make sense. Though then she sort of supports the Dundies afterwards. Yeah. Before she gets. She supports the Dundies before she gets her new award. Yeah. White as sneakers. Um, Which I think that's partially drunkenness, partially like. Michael's. Michael Michael being a whipped dog. Yeah. Like. Yeah. That. Michael gets 
bullied. Heckled. Michael gets bullied again. Yeah. Um, which those are the moments that cause me the most social anxiety is when yeah. Michael creates the situation and then people react realistically yeah they react like normal people albeit dicks yeah like they're mean about it yeah like bad people like evil people villains but like if you go to a Chili's on a fucking Friday evening Mm -hmm. and there's a man trying to rap over whatever that rap song was or like trying to cover Tiny Dancer as a paper company parody like yeah. I would be annoyed. I wouldn't throw things at the man, but yeah. I would not want to stay there. Yeah. As these But also this fucking guy is getting drinks at a chili's. Fucking step your game up. Yeah. Go exactly. to a bar. Yeah. Have like you're in Scranton. Like it's a party central, right? Yeah, you're like like these dudes are obviously not like the cream of the crop. No, of course not. Yeah. Being mean to Michael. Yeah. At a chili's. They're they're getting drunk at a chili's and throwing things at random people. Yeah. Albeit annoying people. Yeah, for sure. And, but, and like that's what that is what the office is all about, right? Yeah. Um It's the juxtaposition of total insanity mixed with kind of realistic people mm-hmm. and how or those one or two insane elements yeah. in a what should be natural world. Yeah. Of course it's all unnatural, but but Michael, like oh, I hate that it makes me want to die because the problem um, is we still like michael even though he is an absurd piece of shit yeah that i would not want to talk to yeah him. we love his cringe we yeah we love him because he has a good heart despite how awfully he does everything mm-hmm. um so like we like him and it's not just because like he's a protagonist but like he is framed as trying his fucking best to make this downsizing company work Mm -hmm. like he loves this company does he go about it the wrong way yes yeah guaranteed no question would i want to work for him no never dear god no yeah but he is a very sweet generous man that just wants to be loved and doesn't know how to do it Mm -hmm. he doesn't know how to be loved yeah yeah that's sad but that so like I think when Jim and Pam start sticking up for him, that's like the same thing. That's the audience analog, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, God, he's awful, but we still love him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, and that's where, so like, after he he's gets. He's my guy to hate. Yeah, yeah, hate exactly. <laughs> he is my burden, not your burden. Don't yeah, you dare hurt you him. S- you step off. You don't know him. You don't know how bad he is. Yeah. This is fine. <laughs> yeah, this is a good day. <laughs> He is troubled otherwise. There's been no sexual harassment today. <laughs> there has been a lot of sexual harassment. I mean, today. Dwight trying to enter a lady's room is a whole other story, but Dwight trying to enter the lady's room, waits for Meredith to walk out, sneaks in to find out what is written on the wall. Which we never did, and I'm a little sad about that. And then um Phyllis pops out being like, Dwight, yeah. what the heck are you doing in this yeah. room? Starts screaming at him. Yeah. And which... Dwight being sort of defensive, being like, Hey, what yeah. were you doing in there? <laughs> yeah, what, what were, were you, you doing in there? <laughs> uh peeing? I don't know. Yeah. Taking a poopy. But something I think you're missing is the uh the clear maybe beginnings of the sexual harassment between Michael and uh Ryan right there. Yeah. Ryan is clearly scared after Well, he's a temp. He... Yeah. He's he's not there forever. He's there to just, like, fill in a couple odds and ends. Yeah. And, like, Michael treats him like he's some sort of golden god. 
I Believe in Miracles is playing in the background. Yeah. And Michael seductively says, the hottest in the office is Ryan Howard. And Ryan's like, Ryan's clearly scared there. And yeah. then his, in his interview later, he's like, that is the least of my worries. Yeah. Because uh, like. He's terrified of Michael trying to like steal his skin or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because he's just that good looking. The hottest in the office might as well just be the youngest in the office. True. Or I wonder if Jim is the second youngest at this point. Clearly younger than most. Maybe Pam's the only one that might be older. Or might be like younger. Kelly? But... Oh, true. Kelly seems pretty young. Yeah. Like, Kelly and Ryan are probably about the same age. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. But yeah, like, oh, poor Ryan. Because he does have a world of uh, hurt coming for him. Oh, he... Part of it's his own fault, though. But no, with the sexual harassment, legitimate sexual harassment that yeah. Michael... Michael slaps his bottom. Yeah. Um, his his derriere, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Um, you don't do that at work. No. <laughs> like, you don't. And Michael being so... Cavalier about it. Just like... Mm. What a... Gosh darn. Silly man Michael is. He is incredibly homophobic. Mm-hmm. Yet. He is in love with Ryan. Ryan is his... Well, Ryan, one, breeds unhealthy relationships. Yes. But Ryan might be Michael's greatest unhealthy relationship. And that is saying something. Because I think he wants to mold Ryan in his image. Mm, an apprentice. Yeah. He wants Ryan to be his son, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, it, you could see that in the first episode when he's like, yo, Ryan, watch this. Pam, you're fired. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> he, wants to, he wants to... He wants ryan to think he's cool he wants the validation of a young cool dude yeah thinking he's cool yeah the new guy yeah the temp the temporary who might leave and then talk about his time at dunder mifflin yeah hmm but instead becomes a vp or something yeah <laughs> um yeah. but yeah so like i think spoilers i think it's validation from like a younger generation mixed with he wants to mold ryan yeah he wants to be into, wise into himself mm-hmm because I feel like he he sees Ryan as a second chance. All right. Um, does Michael feel like he needs a second chance? I don't think he does. Uh, I feel like it depends on the day. Sometimes he's very confident in his shit, and other times yeah. he's not. Yeah. Yeah, he asks where he went wrong and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like he wants, he wants Ryan to be the next him. Mm-hmm. Like, he wants Ryan to eventually become a manager and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, so he's like, this is how you need to do it, which is like harassing and from a, from a strictly education standpoint, Ryan is above Michael. Ryan has his, uh, BA. Yeah. Not a BA. Sorry. He has a business. He has a business school degree or whatever he has. He has a piece of paper that Michael doesn't. Yeah. Um, and that, which is another sort of like generational gap thing, like that's expected of yeah, true. This millennial generation, like yeah. you don't get anywhere without a, a piece of paper yeah. anymore. Now even too, like yeah, if not more, a plus experience and everything. Yeah. Um, Whereas when Michael got the job twelve years ago, you didn't need anything really mm-hmm. necessarily. You just had to have selling skills, basically. The kiss. The kiss. We talked about it a little bit, but like just a touch, yeah. The kiss. So Pam wins her award, mm-hmm. um, the whitest sneakers. Yep, in the office, and she is 
absolutely blasted. Mm-hmm. She's had a couple drinks. We see her with a beer. We see her with one of them blue beverages. She, then she starts taking drinks from other people's tables. Like, she asks, are you going to finish this? And takes, like, a two-thirds full pint glass of some green shit. Yeah, so you like, know it's good. It's probably, like, a pint of margarita or something. We saw her drink four drinks. First one. She didn't order that beer. That was Jim's beer. Oh, really? Yeah. When <laughs> Pam comes back from the from ditching Roy, uh-huh. Jim has his big stein of beer and his nachos or whatever. He's yeah. eating with a fork, so it's definitely not nachos. Maybe oh, a pasta nachos dish. Nachos are so good. Yeah, I know. I was thinking about some nachos last night, but... Fuck. Anyways. Um, and Jim has his beer. It, like, cuts to something else. Maybe Michael or something. Mm-hmm. Cuts back. Pam's holding her his beer, oh. <laughs> like, in her hands as if it's hers. And then turns to the waitress being like, can you get me a drink yeah. while she's holding the beer? Yeah. Um, which which was Jim's. Mm-hmm. Then two of those big uh, margarita glasses full of blue, blue fishbowl liquid yeah. or whatever it is. And then he steals, she steals from uh, Stanley's, from Terry, Stanley's Oh, wife. okay. That's who it was. Yeah. Um, but apparently she was doing it a lot. Yeah. Because uh, the Chili's manager. Yeah. Pam is the only one that's not allowed back at the Chili's. Yep. Because she got too drunk. Dwight took his shirt off yeah. in defense of Pam when she falls off a chair and starts yeah. dying. She doesn't actually. She just falls off a chair because yeah. she's longingly staring at Jim. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe having a realization, a drunken realization, but a realization all the same. She falls down, and then Dwight comes over, takes his shirt off to help support her, puts something underneath her head. Yeah. He needed a cushion for under her head yeah. or whatever. And Pam's the one that can't come back because Chili's has a strict policy against overserving. It's true. Most most restaurants do. Yeah, the kiss. So, Sorry, yes, that went to Pam Dwight. is very drunk because she'd been stealing drinks from other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, she wins her award. W- white as sneakers. Yep. Uh, and then she like has her little <laughs> acceptance speech. Uh-huh. Um, and then runs back to her spot with Jim. Mm-hmm. Jim's standing. They go for a hug. Mm-hmm. And he, she just plants one on him. Yeah. Which Gr- technically, also assault. But they literally don't talk about it at all. No. They like Jim, I don't think Jim has like a surprised look, but he's not unhappy. Yeah. Uh nobody else talks about it. No but yeah, no one talks about it. Yeah. This is their first kiss. Yeah. This is legitimately their first kiss. And there actually might be an argument about what their first kiss is in later seasons. But yeah, this at is a... this point, this is their first kiss. Mm-hmm. No, maybe no one else saw it. Maybe no, everyone knows it doesn't mean anything because clearly Pam was She's a little drunk after her speech. Um, this is their first kiss, though. Yeah. And to Jim, that has meaning because clearly after that, it became that date. Yeah, because Jim's kind of like Papa Bear to... Yeah, watching over that, yeah. that wild young thing running around stealing yeah. drinks from people. When she steals that drink from Terry, she asks politely, are you going to finish that drink that is, um, maybe has two sips out of it? And Terry's like, yeah, they don't, don't, yeah, yeah please, I'm going to finish don't. it. Please uh, don't. Yeah. And then she takes it anyways. I have to pay for this myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was no group tab today. <laughs> um, is this moment a date to Pam or to Jim? Maybe Jim knows that he's being the guardian angel over Pam today. And like, that's a cool role to fill. Like, yeah. I know, like, I think I like being in that role of being like. Being DD, there's two major times recently that I was DD, and I loved it. It's not terrible sometimes. Yeah. It depends on the vibe of the actual party. Yeah, true. I'm sure Jim is getting enjoyment from that, being that protector. Well, yeah, he gets to be the protector. He gets to be the guardian. Yeah. 
Like, and spend alone time with Pam. It means Pam's relying on him. Yeah. Which is a sort of, I don't know, nice. That's an interesting way to put it. Nice sort of. Trust. There's trust yeah. there. There's a relationship, and clearly there is. So, like, I think the kiss, like, I don't know. Because they didn't talk about it. Jim wasn't, like, excited necessarily about it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he was. He inwardly. definitely was excited, but they don't talk about it. Yeah, actually. they don't talk about it. And but, but mm-hmm. I think Pam was gonna talk about it at the end of the episode, right before she gets in the oh, car. Oh, true. She she drunkenly after she says she feels bad about whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, she they're about to break off, and she says, "Can I ask you a question?" And there's a very long pause. There's like four back and forth cuts. Yeah, and then. Pam looks at the camera and she's like, I just wanted to say thanks. Yeah. So I think without the camera, we could have had a the, serious development. The lot. Yeah. Like, I yeah. think there would have been that conversation, mm-hmm. but because the camera was there, she was self-conscious. Is she? Yeah. Is she saying thanks for not saying anything? For saying, not mentioning this, being like, yeah, I'd be cool about this. Uh, I think it was more like just thanks for making sure I didn't die tonight. Yeah. For sure. This and like, thanks for being a positive when everyone else is negative. Does Pam think that this is a date? Is Pam thanking Jim for a great night, protecting her, and not that she needs protecting or anything, but like, not for, protecting, for but watching like, over her, for yeah. being a good friend. But like, they went out to what maybe a dinner party, a party, mm-hmm. a dinner together where they drank and stuff, and. With their friends, maybe, but like... Kind of. A little secluded from everyone else, but... In the season finale, season one, Pam is clearly, one, putting on lip gloss to... Yeah. For herself, for Roy, for Jim, for Michael, for Dwight, whoever. For Kevin. <laughs> but she's embarrassed by it. Yep. Um, She's longingly looking at Jim after realizing that he has a date with another girl. Mm-hmm. And I think, like I said in my bio, or my uh, tweet-length thing, <clears throat> maybe she's realizing the dreams that she was daydreaming about while she stared at Jim and uh, Katie in the mm. last season. Yeah. This is sort of the date. She ditched Roy, physically ditched Roy. Yeah. Aggressively. Yeah. Like, it's that's an uncomfortable part, too. Like yeah. She has to now go home to that. Yeah, exactly. Which probably isn't a great situation. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then comes back to Jim and yeah. then spends the night and has a great time. Like, yeah. clearly enjoying it. Maybe intoxicated, but some people get joy out of that. So clearly Pam does, too. Anything else on that topic? I would just wonder if Pam thinks that this is a date or if they both realize it or... I don't think she consciously does. That thank you, though. You're right. What... I think the thank you... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's... Yeah. It, it, I think that conversation would have happened without the camera being there. Mm-hmm. Like, if it was just those two, no camera, they would have gotten into, like, you make me happy. Roy doesn't. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He clearly doesn't give a shit about me. Like, that's yeah. why I left him earlier. Yeah, for... Almost for him. Like, for Jim. Basic, yeah. Like, almost directly for Jim. This is going to transition to another point, but Pam could have sat anywhere. Yeah. Obviously, Jim is her best friend in like the office and things like that. Like, she was planning to get a ride home with Angela. But she clearly has friends because somehow, surprising to us because we've seen the further seasons, for some reason, she's super easy to say. She can assume that she can get a ride home with Angela. Yeah. That that is just a, such an easy thing to do. Yeah. When we both know that Angela does not turn out to be that kind of a person no, no, in no, no, future no, no, seasons. No, no, no. Um, 
And she was having that water cooler conversation with Kelly and yeah, Phyllis, like very casual, very friendly. Angela wasn't there. No, but oh, Phyllis, Phyllis and Kelly were. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pam. Yes, 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 yes. Um, yeah, like she has other places she could have gone. Yeah, um, she could have sat with her girlfriends because she's having boy trouble. She doesn't want to sit with boys. Yeah, but no, she sits with but Jim. She sits with Jim, the girl, the boy. Who... And it was like a beeline to Jim. She didn't. She wasn't like yeah. looking around. She just like walked into frame, plopped down next to Jim. Yeah, stole his beer. Stole his beer. And then at the end of the episode, she's also longingly looking at him. There's two smaller details I wanted to mention, and one of them was that Angela one. Yeah. Angela's relationship with everybody right now is super different from what it's going to become. Yeah, Maybe she, Angela changes as a person throughout. But she still gets the tight-ass award. Yeah. True. So she's still this prudish, conservative person. Yeah. But she's not mean to everyone, basically, yeah. yet. She says no to going down to get the reward. Award, yeah. But, uh, well, because Michael also comments on her actual yeah. derriere. Yeah, her behind. Um, um, which is... Another fucking case of sexual harassment. Yeah. Because she yeah. wins the tight ass award for like being a stickler and also because she has a tight set of buns or whatever the hell he says. Yeah. That wasn't so cool. Yeah, that's not allowed. Um, so like she clearly has that personality type of like conservative stickler. Mm-hmm. Like and she, like we've seen previously, like green is whorish. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, she, she has the beginnings of that, but it becomes, I guess, more aggressive. Yeah. Because I, f- I feel like every char- everybody's character gets kind of, like, ramped up to 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slowly, yeah, you're cranking that amp tuner. Yeah. Um, yeah, and maybe right now she actually has friends, and then sooner or later she starts losing them throughout the season. She just starts loving her cats too much. Yeah, exactly. Other small detail. There is one moment where Dwight shouts out Devin. Yeah. We've seen Devin in the background. We've foreshadowed this maybe mistakenly, maybe on purpose. Oh, I've said it straight up. Yeah. Devin is going to play one major key role. Yep. And this is the first time we hear his name. Yeah. Dwight just shouts out for no reason, like, keep your keep your acceptance acceptance speeches short because yeah. I have music. Yep. I have closing music. I'm not afraid to use it. Devin, that means you, Devin. Who has literally never had a line in the show. Yeah, we've seen him in the background once or twice, yeah. along with other characters that are going to disappear. Yeah. One shout out for this one character. We don't even see him get an award. No, he doesn't. <laughs> like, I wrote down all the awards, if you're curious. Oh, yeah? yeah. I am curious. I think we've covered most of them. Yeah. Um, but let's finish Devin first. But yeah, that's pretty much it. It's yeah, just De- Devin's interesting the one... how Devin got noted, and sooner or later, Devin's going to have a little thing. That, a yeah. little moment in the sun. Which I think has to be happening soon, right? It is going to happen soon. Sooner than later. Um, Not next episode. No. next episode, appropriately uh, titled, is Sexual Harassment. <laughs> yeah. And much like this episode, how it's an amazing extension from the season finale yeah. in those themes between Jim and Pam, um, this, while not in a direct way, sexual harassment is mm. clearly a main theme throughout this episode as well. Yeah. Maybe just even even in the office, yeah. Like, because that is like a major concern of like actual offices. Yeah, is office definitely. place sexual just harassment like and casually is... shouting out sexual things about women. Yeah, and also men. Yeah, like Michael does it to guys too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. So like, yeah. Be, well, I think Michael just like he's the kind of guy that's like either you can joke about everything or you can joke about nothing. Mm-hmm. So it's like. He, he thinks he's justified because it's a joke. Yeah. I guess I just didn't realize that I'd be on a podcast that talks about sexual harassment so much. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. But, like, that's 
part of the like Michael not understanding social cues thing is he thinks it's cool to just be like, yo, Angela, got some tight buns. Mm-hmm. And even like office, like, again, that's that's a concern in real offices and yeah, in sure. his fake offices in this fake office where everything is make believe and yeah. extreme and cranked up to 11 slowly. It's still there. We'll see. We'll be seeing more. Oh, yeah. Next sadly. episode is rough. Yeah. All right. Our so this is the list of the Dundies that I caught that they actually announced. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phyllis wins the busiest beaver award, um, but okay. the trophy says bushiest beaver. <laughs> Gross. Uh, as we've mentioned, Ryan wins the hottest in the office award. Mm-hmm. Angela wins the tight ass award. Mm-hmm. Kelly wins the spicy curry award, mm-hmm. which doesn't mean anything. Don't look into it. <laughs> yeah could have been said for anyone yeah uh kevin wins the don't go in there after me award stanley wins the fine work award mm-hmm. but last year he won the great work award so what does that mean yeah uh and pam wins the whitest sneakers award what does jim win jim doesn't win anything oh really yeah hmm even though he mentions that when when Michael's getting heckled, yeah, he Michael's gonna give up, and then Pam's like, "Wait, I haven't won anything," and Jim's like, "Me neither," and then he doesn't end up winning anything. Yeah, but I think that just lends credence to Jim's like mediocrity as a as an employee. Mm-hmm. Like he's not trying to win awards, literally. He's just there to fucking I don't know flirt with the receptionist and I guess get a paycheck. Yeah, interesting. Cool. Who's ready to rank some stuff? I would love to rank some stuff. Let's do it. All right. So we have three lists. Three lists. This podcast. Uh, three different ways to rank this show. Mm-hmm. Each episode of this show. Uh, we have the first list. Yep. Mandatory viewing. Mm-hmm. Yay or nay? Yes or no? One or zero. Yeah. Very binary question. Binary code. We are nerds. Um, <laughs> mandatory viewing. Literally just, is this episode important to the overall plot of the office Mm -hmm. like if you miss this episode are you missing out on a key part of the entire series yeah yeah our second list general general enjoyment how much did we like this episode Mm -hmm. scale one to ten what do we think uh rank them against the other ones see how it happens yeah what (laughs) (laughs) what what? I'm not going to redo it, but what? Yeah. <laughs> that didn't mean anything. <laughs> and our third list is the anxiety factor. How much cringe is in this episode? How much anxiety was induced by watching this episode? Season two, episode one, the Dundies. The Dundies. The Dundies. Required. Required? Required viewing. Required viewing. For me. Do you think yes? Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm not going to fight you on that. Honestly, just the idea of the Dundies as an event itself the dundies is the epitome of the event that nobody wants to be at but michael forces them to be at yeah i think oscar says it's kind of like a train wreck oh no, oh, pam, no pam says pam it. says that um pam one of the pam's quotes in the episode is that yeah. it's kind of like a train wreck that your boss forces you to watch yeah um and that is almost that's another major theme in the office is that michael makes people do things they don't want to do yeah um and i feel like the dundies is the epitome of that it also sets up the dundies because that is a can that is a theme throughout yeah. um, this event because it's mentioned all the time. Yeah. Um, and this gives context to that. We wouldn't want 
to have another episode be the first time a Dundies is around. Yeah. The, this one gives a great, it gives good context yeah. to how the Dundies work, I yeah. guess. And this know. is also an episode where Pam steps up. Yeah. A little pa- bit. Pam becomes an active player in her own destiny. Yeah. I and guess. viewing like, the kiss, I think is also. Important. Yeah. Rather than not just going along with what she's used to. Yeah. Like she's lashing out. She's saying mean things about Michael. She still feels bad about it. She still loves Michael, but she's, she's letting off some steam. Yeah, exactly. So good. Mandatory. Mandatory. Yes. I enjoyed it, but I didn't giggle as much as I usually giggle. Yeah. There weren't any big laughs this episode. Yeah. So enjoyment wise, like I didn't, I didn't want the episode to be over. Like I wasn't like, fuck, how long is left? Yeah. But I wasn't like knee. There were no knee slappers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nothing makes me uh, laugh out loud. Like putting someone repeatedly in the stomach until they die. (laughs) I think now we're at the point we have six episodes in this list, which puts a lot of spaces where this could go. Number seven. Yeah. Um, I think this is a pretty good middle of the pack kind of episode. Middle of the pack, maybe like one middle of the pack plus one notch upwards of enjoyment. Cause yeah. I know that on other days I would enjoy this and it is, a, mm-hmm. it is an iconic episode. The yeah. First it's definitely iconic. Yeah. I, I think it might be more important than it is good. Yeah. I could, I could argue that. Like how, how would we rank currently our middle two number th- our three and four rank are Alliance and healthcare. Like healthcare is four and Alliance is third place. Mm hmm. I wouldn't put it above Alliance. Neither would I. Would you put it above or below... Healthcare? Healthcare. Healthcare is also very iconic. Yeah. I hope that's not contradicting what I've said before. I don't think it is. I think we both agree that healthcare is a memorable, a memorable one. I feel like in the healthcare episode, we said, we forgot about this episode. Yeah, I feel like that too. Um, we need to listen to like every single episode no, coming up to so when terrible. we record. Um, or we could just like write down our reasoning. Yeah. Instead we do need to like episode numbers. Yeah, we need a board somewhere. Like, uh, oh, maybe that can be on the website. Yeah, that actually would be a very good idea. So if we put it below healthcare, then it's above basketball. Is what's, what's he- below basketball? Below basketball is hot girl. It's definitely above hot girl. Yeah, no question. But is it above basketball? I think it's above basketball. I what, do you, probably, what do you really think? Like, I don't know. I would probably put it below basketball. I feel like basketball's got bigger laughs. It's got bigger like ooh boys. Uh, and this episode is just kind of like more background noise. Mm-hmm. The ooh boys, as you mentioned. The ooh boys. I, and maybe it's the mood I'm in at this moment, but in this moment that we're recording this, this definitive list that we're creating for all of eternity and everybody included in the world. Um, and aliens. And aliens. The ooh boys are um, much bigger in basketball. Definitely. I remember 100%. This is like an echo of that. This ooh boy with the bullying that Michael gets here versus the ooh boys that Michael gets bullied by the people in the warehouse. Yeah, I feel just like below it's, him. it's not as bad from randos as it is from his literal employees. Yeah. People who are literally like underneath him. Yeah, people he has to see basically every day. Yeah. Are bullying him. <laughs> Whereas these people he never has to see again. But that's not what this list is. I know. We're but talking about like, I enjoyment. feel like part of that. Mm-hmm. I enjoy the Ooh Boys. Yeah. The enjoyment factor of it, the Ooh Boys. Yeah. But like I feel like there's less big laughs. Mm-hmm. It is mandatory. Yeah. 
I think it's mandatory for plot, but I don't know how... This is why we have three lists. We're smart people for having three lists. Yeah, we got to split it up. Yeah. I'm debating this anyways. Like, I yeah, don't know if like, I like it more or less than basketball. It is close. It could go either way for me. Yeah, that's tough. If if it was like, which one do you want to watch? Like, you can watch one episode of The Office uh, before work. I think this one's more iconic. You remember this one more? Yeah. I, I think I enjoyed basketball more in the moments I was watching those things. Well, in that case, we got to put a below basketball. I can agree with that. Okay. There we go. <laughs> Social anxiety, though. Ooh, yeah. That's a different story. Where's basketball at? Uh, top. I, yeah, that's what I thought. Top I was going to say, regardless of where this thing is, it has to be below basketball. Because yeah. oh. as I just said. Basketball is intense. Yeah. Oh, my God. It kills Whereas me. this one's just kind of like... Mm. Yeah, there's no like there. I feel like there's attempts to make it do that. Mm, there this, is, but it's like they don't mm. land as much. Yeah, as, none of them hit quite as hard as basketball does. I feel like season one is a hard hitting season. It makes you mm-hmm. die in the inside and rot. Yeah. Like, and I think it's because it's the first season that does that. It doesn't know how hard to hit. Yeah, and then later seasons it'll be able to control its strength a little bit more. Yeah. So social anxiety uh, has so to be below basketball. Definitely below basketball. Is it below Diversity Day, which is our two seed? Basketball is number one. Basketball is number one, and Diversity Day is number two. I was more happy watching this happen. I was happy to see Pam follow her longing, thi- longing looks at Jim. Yeah, because I think there, there's definitely more of a balance of like, oh, that's nice with the ooh boys, as yeah. we call them now, apparently. Yeah. Um, Good old ooh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Um, um, whereas Diversity Day was mostly oh boys. Yeah, Diversity Day was oh boys, like all the time. Yeah. I can only think of one good oh boy in uh, in this. And that's the heckler. Which is the heckler. Yeah. I think there was another one. Like even the sexual harassment between him and Ryan. Well, that's kind of most funny. of the awards were a minimal like oh boy. Yeah. Like Bushiest Beaver, Tight Ass. Hottest in the office. But those Curry. are those are the jokes of the office, though. Those yeah. are meant. Those aren't meant to do, be an ooh boy. Those are meant to be jokes. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, they can be both. The only other ooh boy I can think of is uh, Pam and Roy's super real fight, fight oh, in yeah. the parking lot of a public area. Yeah, in the parking lot of a Chili's, yelling at your fiance. Enough, okay, breaking the fourth wall again. We went to sushi yesterday. We did. And a man. Oh my god. A disgruntled, angry man. Just started shouting to the entire restaurant. This place takes debit. This don't place, listen. To... This place takes debit. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't listen if they tell you to use the ATM. This place takes debit. Yeah. And we're all just like, or we can just use credit. Yeah. It's like, it shocked the whole place. And like, like those... there was just stunned silence. Yeah. Like, how do you respond to that? Thanks for the heads <laughs> up. Yeah. Thanks, man. No, like. Have a good day. Yeah. <laughs> What do you do? Like, I hate those when people... Oh, please just never shout in public. I love, like, etiquette. And I love knowing the protocol. Um, Okay, so I I think it's below diversity today, then. Because I think there's enough... Yeah, I can agree with that. Below the pilot, then. Pilot's are number three. What were the ooboys in the pilot? Um... The introduction to Ryan immediately going into a Nazi impression. Oh, yeah. Firing Pam. Firing Pam. Yeah. Not below. It's below the pilot. Okay. Uh, below the Alliance. I don't think it's below the Alliance. I think it's between the pilot and the Alliance. Why? Because I feel like uh, the Alliance didn't have very many U-boys. 
we do need to come with the, up with a list. We do need this website, and then we, we need a bit links. more of a detail. Yeah, an archive of archives and stuff in order to properly rank. But I think it, I think it's above Alliance, below Pilot. Thinking about this now, I can think of the U Boys in the Pilot. I cannot think of the U Boys in the Alliance. The Alliance. I can't think of anything Michael did in the Alliance. Yeah, I remember the Alliance more for the Survivor references. Yeah, I can put it there. I can't think of the U uh, Boys. Technical At this term. moment, yeah. Industry term. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, right in the middle. Those are our three lists. Mm-hmm. We have mandatory viewing. Mm-hmm. That's a yes, sir. Quality ranking. We're putting it at second last currently. Mm-hmm. Sixth place uh, for quality. Yep. Out of seven. Cool. Six out of seven. And cringe factor. Anxiety factor. Middle of the pack. Yep. Fourth place out of seven. I can take it. Yeah. This is a good middle-of-the-road episode, but yeah. it must be watched. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, that's I, the end of that. Yeah. We're out of things to talk about. I think so, too. Now what do we do? I don't... Let's end the podcast. <gasps> Where can they find us? Oh, everywhere. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, I guess, if you listen on Stitcher. Um, you hate Stitcher. I, I just don't know anybody that uses it. Mm. Okay. Um, you can find our social media. We're at msgmsa underscore pod mm-hmm. on Twitter. Um, msgmsa dot pod at gmail.com if you want to email us for some reason. At Thunderdog Radio on both Twitter and Instagram for our network stuff. You can see more than just msgmsa. You can so you see can, all of our other stuff. Currently, see, that's Comparable and nothing else. Yep. You can see other podcasts such as Comparable, which is a podcast I'm on with our uh, good buddy Shelby. Um, we just got a negative shout out. Yep. Which I'm not sure it's going to be in here. No, it's not. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but. Um, but yeah, that's us for this week. Yeah. Um, we have to have I hope a good you time enjoyed. Uh, leave a review. Please. Rate, rate and review on iTunes. Get, make us feel happy. Mm-hmm. We'll read it out on the podcast or something. Um, let us know what you think on Twitter. Yeah. What, what can we improve on? Like, tell mes- us, message t- us, please. We t- want to talk tell to us someone. what you think we suck at and what we need to work on. Uh, cause we're open yeah. to criticism as long as it's not too mean and don't throw stuff at us in a Chili's when we will be at our normal format when they are the offices and their hair is good. That's their hair's better, better, not good though. You know what I'm looking for? Uh, you're looking for Jim's beard. True. So Which never. is in Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, goodbye, Evan. Goodbye, Brad. Thanks for listening. That was a Thunderdog podcast. <laughs>